At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Ladies and gentlemen, are you hearing me? You need to follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. We have some hot rankings coming up. We all put that together. Uh, We'll be teasing that a little bit today, but really dive into it next week. Um, We still have our best ball league open. Still have some spots open. So shoot shoot us a tweet on Offensive Points at Offensive Points, and we will be sure to get you in the league. Like I said last week, it's just for bragging rights. Uh, we're going to talk shit on you if you win or if you lose, but should be fun, good-spirited, come out and join us. So I wanted to give a shout-out to Gridiron Hub OZ for uh, calling us out on Twitter. Not necessarily calling us out, but... Calling uh, Josh out. Calling Josh out for his hate on uh, Kyle Pitts. And I want to thank at JTRB1, who donated to the charity of our choice. So, uh, guys, um, Billy brought up some interesting information. He had a Burger King sandwich and a Popeye's chicken sandwich to uh, compare the two against each other. So how would you uh, rank those, Bill? So we had the dual chicken sandwiches to try it out. First of all, the fries is no contest. Popeye's fries are better than Burger King's fries. Not sure that's much of a debate. However, tweet us. We need sponsors. However, Burger King's chicken sandwich wasn't bad, man. I kind of liked it. I I think I still... Might like the Popeye sandwich a little bit more, but you hear Burger, that, King, Burger King came to play. That's all I'm, I, you know, I'll, I'll probably just leave it at that because it was a pretty good sandwich, really spicy. So they were not kidding when they say it's a spicy chicken sandwich, but yeah, I mean, it was a good meal. Well, I'm honest, not complaining. Honestly, spicy chicken sandwiches are sometimes the best kind of sandwiches, but I'm glad to hear that Burger King is the number two sandwich uh, in the world. That's really cool to hear. I will have to check it out at some point because obviously number one is the Jesus sandwich. And I think we can all agree chicken fillet beats anyone ever so not for me that's third for sure and then wow. mcdonald's don't get me wrong popeyes is good but it's the devil's chicken and i was uh, really working this popeyes angle for sponsorship josh and you just fucking battleship that one i mean i am more more than ever happy to have popeyes sponsor us because that was it there you have an amazing chicken sandwich it's popeyes does slap man their spicy chicken sandwich i will say it slaps i haven't had it's, burger kings yet but chick-fil-a is still the lord's it's, sandwich it's the goat 
We need love to do that chicken and Popeyes. A, a power ranking of chicken sandwiches. That's what that will come, come up next week as well. Spe- speaking of rankings, Josh, do you want to give us an update on our rankings? Uh, did not get out this week. So I was actually prepared, even though I was on a three week or three day hiatus in the in the woods uh, camping. But um, I was waiting on Joe and Billy, and they did send them over today, and we do have them officially finalized. We do have a uh, soft 100 uh, rankings coming out this week. We'll tease that a little bit on social media and also post it uh, later in this week, which our, our work week for this podcast is Thursday through Wednesday. So don't don't get angry at us if it doesn't come out this weekend, which is what you guys call week. Uh, but no, there's going to be some fun ones. Uh, there was a couple that we agreed on, all of us, uh, and then there's some that we disagree on heavily, and then there's some people who have – uh, really high rankings and high hopes for some random people that uh, we'll, we'll love to delve into next week. Yeah, next week we will talk all things rankings. We are going to argue on that podcast. So if you enjoy hearing us argue about players and positions, I think that's the podcast for you because we're going to be have on the lookout for that. Possum, plenty of disagreements. God. This possums thing, man, is too. I much. love it, man. It's I want to. Uh, we're gonna put out a, a, a tweet with a poll at some point. I will not promise a week because last time I said that it did not work out. Uh, but we are gonna put out a poll one day, and I want to know how many people hate being called the possums because I hate it. And I am gonna continue using the possums thing. So uh, we we did establish that matter. they uh, do not get rabies and they eat ticks, which is good. Um, but yeah, still. Who wouldn't want to be known for that, you know? That's what... All right. Well, we're going to seamlessly go into our first team this week. We are talking AFC West, gentlemen. We are finally done with the AFC. This is it. And I'm not going to call this an interesting division because this is just a downright good division. Um, might be a little iffy on the Raiders. We'll get to them in a minute. But we're going we're gonna to start out with the Super Bowl runner-ups the Kansas city chiefs. So Joe, you want to talk about some Kansas city chiefs? I would love to talk about some chiefs. Um, the red kingdom is killing it. They are returning. My only concern about the chiefs this year. And I think it's, I think it's going to be over just fine. So I shouldn't call it a concern, but more a point of interest is going to be the new look offensive line. They brought in a lot of guys. Um, I'm happy to see Kyle Long coming back getting another chance of course he's already injured but that's a side note from his bears days uh very looking forward to the chiefs here um a ton my question for you guys is who is the new wide receiver to have i actually have many uh many points on that i want to first off touch touch on the fact of the offensive line debate because i actually did you know as we did last week i touched on some of the offensive lines and this is PFF's uh, offensive line rankings, they actually have them as seventh offensive best offensive line still. Um, I think there are some stars. I think uh, Orlando Brown covering the block blind side is going to be really interesting. Um, so honestly, I, I don't think it's as bad as another team that we're going to delve into later. Um, <clears throat> the Raiders. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I, I figured I'd do it. You, ch- you chose that team to choose. Uh, but yeah, no. So I think this is the make it or break it year for Nicole Hardman. Uh, this will be the year where he is either fantasy relevant or he is not. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think Demarcus Robinson still has a chance. I think uh, I think I've picked him up and dropped him in a couple leagues like three or four times now. Um, but I'm also really interested to see what Cornell Powell is going to bring to the team. 
Um, so really all three of those teams are really, well, I guess Hardman's probably not a late round steal at this point, but still, you know, past the eighth round, I imagine. So I really like, I, I like the shots in the dark, uh, especially for fancy drafts. Um, you can get them late. I think Cornell Powell in your rookie drafts, he's even, I think he went undrafted in one of our leagues and I picked him up off the waiver wire. Um, and then Hardman's probably the value for Hardman and dynasty leagues right now is just through the roof. I've tried to get him for the last year and it's, it's been through the roof since I think the guy drafted him like the third pick that, that year. So, all right, well, here is my opinion. I think there's a move to make here. I think that they're going to bring in someone um, to play opposite Tyreek Hill. And then we're going to have the same thing we did last year with McCall Hardman getting some run Demarcus Robinson getting some run. I see they have stashed that scoundrel Antonio Callaway down on the depth chart because the hands on that guy, Butterfingers comes to mind when I think of Antonio Callaway, but they've stashed him away just because another speedster on that team is just what the Chiefs need. I think they're going to bring in somebody else. Who that is, I don't know yet. Maybe it's D.D. Westbrook. Maybe they're going to dig up Golden Tate, put him out there. You know, they're going to they're going to add in another wide receiver. Is that Golden Tate? They're going <laughs> to add in another wide receiver to this mix somehow, and I would not be – banking on McCole Hardman for as the guy you need second to Tyreek Hill just yet anyway I don't think any of us have him on our rankings in our top 100 that is so in reality um, I see him as a late round draft steal I mean if if you can get him in the 10th round or 9th round why not take a flyer on him I mean I I agree they might bring someone in because there is a lack of uh, talent well I wouldn't say lack of talent they all have athleticity um (laughs) But uh, no, they, I just, I feel like they're, it, it's not, it's not solid, but there is some foundation Tyreek Hill's there. But if on the off chance Tyreek Hill goes down, that offense gets really bad real quick, or at least wide receiver wise. Kelsey is obviously the number two receiver there. Um, and I got to touch on Noah Gray. I mean, he's been standing out in camp. Um, my biggest thing is obviously it's rookie tight end takes a while to get acclimated and all that stuff um it's a good dynasty stash i think but for anyone really thinking about him making a big impact this year i think it definitely opens things up on their offense uh since he is proving to be at least in in training camp a uh solid pass catcher but uh my, my biggest thing is don't go in on that unless you're in a deep dynasty, but uh, definitely someone to keep an eye on there. He is a um, temporary waiver wire ad. Stop. I need, I need people to stop buying into training camp news because I keep seeing it as, Oh, so-and-so is doing good in training camp. Yeah, I, I get it. They're, they did. They caught a couple balls in practice. Like, that's how I, you end up with a Darren Waller, a James Robinson. No, that's, Darren that's Waller. No, Darren Waller spent his time on the practice squad. I get it. He he worked his way up there. I'm a happy. I'm a proud Darren Waller owner. Uh, but I'm just saying. I'm not saying Noah Gray's bad. I'm saying if Kelsey got injured. Yeah, but you're not. It's even a second tight end on that team is not going to get enough reps to be reputable, especially in redraft leagues. But what I'm saying if, speculative ad in Dynasty. What if they decide to do like a two tight end situation? I think it really opens up the offense for him. That's kind of what I was going for. I agree. But. And not only that, it also would help our boy CEH, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Because we saw the nightmare running lanes that he had to deal with last year. I mean, I would say it's probably the most disappointing rookie season from a running back um, that was drafted that high in a while. It, it, yeah. 
it, it, I don't think it was necessarily all his fault. I will say it was a little weird when they gave him three straight goal line runs and he didn't get a single one of them in the end zone. And it was kind of like, I mean, what, what, you know, if you, if you can't bounce one, like off one tackle into the end zone, like, what are we doing here? But at the same time, that old line was really bad last year. It's better this year. And if they have more tight ends on the field, all that does is not only you can leak one of them out and throw that pass if Patrick Mahomes wants to, or it's just more blocking for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So honestly, that would be a good way to go if they don't bring in another wide receiver because I still don't trust McCole Hardman. I don't see him as fantasy relevant is what I'm saying. I'm saying a speculative bad okay. is absolutely worthy. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying I feel like everyone bites on training camp news. Like right now, if they're, if Sleeper put out an update that uh, Byron Pringle caught seven straight balls and he looked really good, someone will go pick him up if he's not already owned. It's just that's just how training camp news goes. I get it. There's not a lot of football news. We get excited about whatever we get. Um, I will say on the Clyde Edwards Hilaire, because we haven't touched on the running backs yet. I was speculative on him last year. Um, I thought he was going way too high. I ended up drafting him in one of my leagues, and I'm really mad about it because it screwed my whole season up, even mm-hmm. though I had other running backs, but they also got injured. Um, I just, I think he, I mean, you got to remember, he's a little guy. He is not big. He is 5'8", uh, 209, something like that. I don't know if he's beefed up a little bit over the year. 207 is what I'm seeing. Um, so I imagine he put on some weight. I imagine he's looking more for that because especially if he's going to be a three down back. I know Daryl Williams is still there and Darwin Thompson. Um, they even scooped up Elijah McGuire and Jarek McKinnon. So that should be interesting. I think they saw the lack of depth last year and wanted nobody to- of note. Nobody of note, but it's it's options. I and everyone needs options. We've seen it with teams like the Eagles, who lost all their wide receivers one year, uh, oh, last year. Uh, and you see it with other teams that lose, you know, one running back, and all of a sudden there's a glaring hole. Uh, AKA the Giants. Um, so I mean, there are a lot of teams that lose one player, and that's their whole team. Which honestly, that's what scares me so much about Hill is because if Hill goes down, it's going to be really bad for the Chiefs. I still think they'll win a lot of games. Their defense is still good, which we haven't even touched on, um, and their offense is can't can be ridiculously elite and if somebody just catches patrick mahomes's crazy circus throws instead of letting them hit them right in the face all the time yeah oh and that's that's someone we haven't touched on we we all agree he's the number one quarterback right yes. yeah there's okay. no i just no, uh, go no on reason to to discuss that one however what let me pitch this to you guys about the running backs so last year damian williams opted out of the season so we didn't get to see what it would look like if ceh and damian williams were on obviously on the field sharing that workload so we got to see a lot of ceh so do you think that maybe some they're gonna try to use somebody and how they would have used damian williams just you know to steal some of his work a little bit i mean they they are totally sold on daryl williams i think in the super bowl he had much more run than even clyde edwards slayer i noticed the rankings we did billy you're fairly high on ceh how do you see it's shaking out We'll see that because of the improved O line, and because I don't know yeah. how they're gonna. I, I wouldn't it's say Im- it's improved. It's improved. Come on, it's it's okay. I, I just did you I watch? Think... I know you watched the Super Bowl because you like football, but yeah, that's why they needed that blindside blocker for sure. Like literally, they were setting up a picnic table in the back of that backfield because the O line just wasn't stopping anyone. The defense was just they went out and spent yeah. some money on it. I get it. It makes sense. Especially. And traded for Orlando Brown, who's a really good left tackle. So. With an improved O-line, who should create better running lanes, theoretically, obviously, we don't know that yet. I think that this is going to give Clyde Edwards-Hilaire the push. I don't see Daryl Williams as much of a competition for him or any of those other guys. Sorry, Jarek McKinnon. You're, it's nice to see you there. It's cool. Put on the jersey. 
but I still think that it's going to be the CEA show and this year I think he's going to be better than he was last year so it's a potential buy low or I mean in redraft leagues he's probably going to go probably as RB3 which I think he, it by the season start it'll be an RB2 which is where he belongs I think he'll probably boost up. I mean, we have him at, what, 35? Um, Billy's got him at 30. I got him at 37, and Joe's got him at 41. So we're not far off with that one. Uh, There's some other people we're a lot further off with. So we're all pretty much in the same ballpark. I I get it. He had a bad year. I think the problem was he got hyped up too much last year. You you saw Patrick Mahomes in that offense, and you're just like, oh, now they have a running back. And, yeah, he's a rookie still. I think people got to give rookies a little bit of a break sometimes. I agree, but my biggest thing with him, he had 181 carries last year without Damian Williams, and he had 36 receptions. So do you see that number jumping up a ton? I think the run number's good, about the same. I think, like you guys said, with uh, this Noah Gray guy coming up as a second tight end, I think some of the that's going to open up some pass-catching opportunities for him. I think they're going to use him. Darrell Williams is okay, not great at pass-catching, so I think that they'll probably – have Edwards Hilaire as more of that kind of scat back type and out of the backfield. That's and that's why I have him where I have him at 37. Um, I just I see that I see the potential and I see the need for them to have to run the ball because we saw what happened in the Super Bowl. They need to be able to run the ball too. Well, yeah. Andy Andy Reid loves him some pass catching backs. So I mean we've seen him that his entire career. So the fact that Ceh is just the latest person that they're allowing he's allowing to be out there. And you have Patrick Mahomes, who is a magician. So, so is is Daryl Williams or Darwin? I know you guys haven't really said anything about Darwin Thompson, but are either either one of those guys draftable in redraft? Standard ten team. I'd probably take Daryl like as a handcuff or like a really late dart throw, but I would I would leave the rest of them on the waiver wire for now. Just to in start a ten out. team league, I I don't think so. I, I, I personally like Darwin Thompson. I think we uh, we haven't really seen much of him. Um, I know he's not really high on the depth chart necessarily behind Daryl. I just haven't liked – I'm, I'm not a hater. I just haven't liked what I've seen from Daryl Williams. I know he's had bursts, but it's not been a consistent thing. So I, I think that that job is Darwin's to take. I guess we'll see how it shakes out in camp. Can't wait for those uh, camp news. Um, camp news. Camp news. Camp news. All right, well, let's let's touch on the defense. We haven't gotten there at all. Is there anyone you guys just absolutely love on your fantasy team, or is there is this just an overall decent squad? Or all right, there's one there's one guy you need for sure on your team, and there's two others that you should probably be looking for. So Tyron Matthew, you need to grab on your team. He he is the one cornerback or well, safety that is worth it to put in the DB spot on your team, and he can actually start every game. He's decent ball hawk, good at getting tackles. And let's be honest, when you're playing the Chiefs, you're going to have to pass to beat them. That I mean, unless you come up with some funky scheme to beat them with like running the ball and keeping the ball out of whatever, you could try that too, that's fine. But passing the ball is, tempor- is how you're going to try to beat the Chiefs this season. And so that's just going to lead for more, um, more volume for the – cornerbacks to potentially get tackles interceptions fumbles any of that kind of stuff pass deflections because that usually results in a point but um what do you think joe this defense is such a question mark to me every time i look at it it has been for years uh kansas city andy reed however they do it they do not 
star power is not so much a thing for them. They did spend a lot of money on Frank Clark and then Jaron Reed, uh, which I like. I agree with you on Matthew. Um, the linebackers have always just uh, befuddled me, to be completely honest with you. Um, pegging them for any sort of projection is very difficult. Uh, Willie Gay intrigues me a lot. He was their most effective linebacker last year when he was in, but they didn't play him. So it, it's a massive, massive question mark to me. I like Nick Bolton. I think that was a really solid addition on there. Um, but uh, if the thing that concerns me, and we will touch on this later as well, the Frank Clark news, uh, if there's any ramifications or suspensions coming from his arrests on that, that's really going to – it's really going to hurt the defense. I don't if they can't get a rush going, I don't see how they're going to be that effective. I agree. Uh, real quick, before we were going into this, I hate all the linebackers on the Chiefs. They don't score points. They do okay in the game, but you said Willie Gay did good. He had thirty nine tackles last year. He was effective though when he was in. Okay, I he just, was making I plays. He was actually I, really good in coverage and stuff. They just don't use him, and that's what kills me about the Chiefs. I just. As an Eagles fan, uh, Andy Reid, Eagles fan, and then Chiefs uh, truther as well, I just don't like their linebackers. I know that everyone's hyped about Nick Bolton and Dynasty. I just don't see – they don't use linebackers the right way. And I guess it really comes down to kind of what Billy said is you're passing to beat the the Chiefs. You're not running the ball out. They're not getting those uh, in-between the tackles. uh, Well, yeah, in-between the tackle tackles. Um, But I I, like – I know we'll touch touch on it later. I like Frank Clark. He's had about – Averaged about eight sacks a year. I think he's serviceable in the defensive end role. And then Chris Jones is one that I'm really excited about. I hate playing defensive tackles. They only get like 30 tackles a year. But that man is a monster, and he's had some pretty big uh, big years out there. So, I mean, last year, seven and a half. Year before, nine. Year before that, 2018, 15, tackle, 15 sacks. Um, and all about averaging that like 38 tackles. I, I like him. I don't like defensive tackles, but I think you can get them late enough to where it's it's a good defensive end start. And then, obviously, Tyron Matthew all day. I agree. Um, it's pretty much it for talk about this defense. It's kind of how it was last year. It's kind of meh. Um, I think we also probably need to just – just so everybody knows, I don't think we mentioned Travis Kelsey in the first part when we talked about the <laughs> offense. But we he's kind of he's kind of the number one tight end as kind of like Mahomes with the uh, quarterback, kind of the number one. Um, but if you don't know by now, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end right now in football, so he should <laughs> be the first guy. He yeah. is number thirteen on our rankings. Sorry, we kind of didn't talk about Mahomes or Kelsey. I, I mean, other than just like in passing. Because I mean, what just, can we talk about? They're awesome. Sorry, yeah. like we have number nothing. One, number one, Tyreek Hill make the case for number one we don't need to address this that too a, much a news breaking podcast of tyree kills <laughs> really good kelsey's really good mahomes is really good nothing negative to say about any any of them i do like the jaron reed edition on the defense though i think that could really open things up it's definitely interesting we'll have to see how they use them um taco charlton's also he no. was a bust in dallas and he's getting a second it's, chance this is third chance actually is it really how do you yeah he was on the seahawks i think fair enough but he could be interesting depends oh, on how goes. with a name like taco he should get like what eight chances he's got a great he's got the name he, he got a taco it. sponsorship when he was in dallas well he there, should there you go naturally all right anyway without income Without further ado, let's get on to our next team, and this is my team. Or, I, or, 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 
four. You still got more to say about the Chiefs? My apologies. Well, I mean, do you want to do the over under, or are we just, you know, we just gonna break the the, the... seventeen and zero Super Bowl seventeen champ. and zero? I just well, didn't think we needed to because. Well, they're okay. Well, I'm kidding. You know, I'm kidding. The, my the bad. Gamblers that talk like listen to this podcast, who hopefully listen to Joe, we'll get to that later um, about golf. Um, yes, sir. For the gamblers out there, KC's over and under is twelve point five. I like it. I mean, it's over. It's. I don't think we have to. You know, injury is the only thing holding this team back. I think and, that's about as high as they could put him without it being ridiculous. Basically, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you could probably put it at like fourteen, and people would still bet the over on it. But I just, yeah. I can see the Chiefs winning thirteen games in a regular season with this extra game. I just automatically give it to them, and not to mention. Their division's good, and they'll probably lose one game to maybe the Chargers or the Broncos just randomly. Um, but for the most part, that's six wins right there. You can just go ahead and book. So, yeah, we don't. Joe, we'll go over the rest of the schedules, but for this one, we don't really need to go over. They're going to be favored in every game, and they're going to win every game. So. Pretty much. I mean, there's seventeen and zero. Bet the over. I yeah, I I'd bet the over. I that's a, <laughs> that's a that's a very friendly. Over they'll probably slip up at some point, but it. I mean, there's some maybe sneaky, difficult play. games I could see, you know. But, yeah, take the over. Take the over. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get on. I, well, I need to get out of Josh's way. My bad. We'll just no, no, sit yeah, back just, for a minute and let Josh go ahead and handle. Mike, because I got a little bit of stuff to Handle say. the rest of this. So, Denver Broncos, Josh, let's go. All right, so like I said, this is my team, not my team, because I am an Eagles fan if you haven't listened to any of these podcasts yet. Um, but I, I love this team. I absolutely love the talent on this team for fantasy football. I don't think they're going to win many games, but they're going to get a lot of points in fantasy football. So one thing I think everyone's excited about is Cortland Sutton is back. Uh, I know Joe is Joe loves. I am very excited. He is a truther for Cortland. If he, if he cared about any social media account, he would make a Cortland Sutton stand account and just be fucking (laughs) talking about how great he is and posting highlights from, you know, 2018 when he was still good. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's he still in- good, bitch. I know. He got injured early in the year, I think first game. Um, and he, it was rough. We we're not happy about it. So listen, listen to the, listen to Cortland Sutton. This man didn't play last year, tried to, and got injured last year or the year before 2019. He had 1100 yards with 72 catches and six touchdowns. His quarterbacks were Flacco for most of the time, who isn't bad, but isn't great. It was definitely the end of Flacco's tenure, which RIP the Eagles, if anything happens, it hurts. Um, but And then Drew Locke for the last like five games, and dude still put up 1,000 yards, 72 catches, 124 targets, but I imagine a lot of those were uncatchable because he was like the only guy on the team. I think Sanders actually was still on the team. I didn't know year. Mitch Trubisky no. played for the Broncos, though. <laughs> <laughs> right uh i think sanders was still on the team 2019 i can't remember uh if he got got let go in 2018 yeah, but was. if he did if he did he got injured and it was basically all the all the sudden show and then the year before his rookie year 2018 he had 700 yards for four touchdowns with emmanuel sanders surpassing the thousand yard mark with only case keenum to throw him the ball um and i think there was some sort of fill in at some point but it was is rough so basically if he had a good quarterback, this man could do great, which we'll get into. Jerry Judy, last year, uh, Joe wasn't happy about him, uh, and we can get into that. Actually, I'll let I'll pause for a little oh, bit. Yeah, I'll break that him. up. I'll, no, no, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a segment because you made this clear to me earlier. But 
52 catches, 850 yards, and three t- t- touchdowns. Drew Locke as his quarterback. It was rough. 113 targets, and they even said that I believe like 40% of those were uncatchable. Like it was ridiculous the number of balls that were uncatchable. Um, we have Cortland Sutton at 62 and 78, and I haven't seen him either one of them. Actually, Judy's high because of me because I'm a truther for him. I think with Sutton back, he's going to get a lot of uh, action there. Um, I think they're both going to be a thousand yard pass or receivers this year. The quarterback's the question mark, which we'll get to in a second. But Joe, tell me about Jerry Judy. How do you feel about him? Okay, so I do not question Jerry Judy's talent in the least bit. He looks like a stud. His routes are pure everything. The thing that really ticked me off about Jerry Judy last year, and I think the coaching staff started to pick up on this, was his attitude. I mean, playing with Drew Locke obviously is not not good, but I saw too many games last year where he was just completely giving up on routes. He wouldn't even attempt to catch a ball. He just – his whole body language was sour, and – I understand it completely. I mean, if you're working your ass off trying to catch passes and stuff like that, and it's easy to get frustrated, but I saw him just straight quit on several plays where he could have potentially made a play on it had he jumped or tried to make a catch in the least bit. That's all I saw on Jerry Judy, and I can understand that for a, a veteran, but for a rookie, it makes no goddamn sense to me especially on a team that has Cortland Sutton coming back and all that stuff. If you want to be the top dog and you want to act like you're the top dog, you need to play like it and quit bitching just because the balls aren't thrown perfectly to you. That is why they pay you so goddamn much money is to make plays. And I think better receivers in this league make plays. They don't have to have a perfect ball thrown to them. That's why Allen Robinson was so goddamn good his whole career. He's like 75, 78% on contested catches. Jerry Judy just gave up on it. So I did have a problem with that. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not questioning his talent. He looks great. I just think that his attitude will hold him back in his career. I, I get what you're saying. I, I get it. Um, I will say that I think the problem with his uh, work ethic, or if you want to call it that, was that he was in a winning program and he came to one of the most losingest teams at the time. I think they even won a couple late, late in the year. They were, they had won like three games at one point. Like it was bad. I, they knew that the season was lost. I get it. Don't want to get injured that early in your, your career. I, I also agree with you. I think you should play hard at all times. Cause you're a rookie. You need to prove yourself. I don't think anyone's worried about his talent. I think that everyone knows it's there, um, which is why it interests me a lot about what this quarterback situation is going to be. But, uh, Billy, anything to add here, or you want me to just keep rambling through this? Um, no, I, I I like the wide receivers. I just want – I don't know if you're done with the wide receivers or not yet. But I'm not. I, Okay. Well, I like KJ Hamler, but I'll, I'll let you go okay. from there. Me okay. too. No, no, no. Me too. I was actually about to bring up both Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler, who are going to be battling for that third spot. I personally like Tim Patrick. I'm not saying I dislike KJ Hamler. I just didn't find him impressive. He was he had a chance to step up to be the second guy last year. Once again, give him a break. He was a rookie. Um, Tim Patrick, though, stepped up in a big way. He's been kind of a journeyman. Um, and honestly, with his 740 yards and six touchdowns, more than Jerry Judy, who I don't know why he couldn't catch a touchdown last year. He's uh, a bitch. He had honestly similar stats. He had better stats technically with the touchdowns. He had 51 catches. Judy had 52 and 742 so 100 less yards three more touchdowns i i liked him patrick hamler on the other hand had 30 catches for 56 uh targets so he didn't have the targets i will say 380 yards and three touchdowns so 
Go ahead, Billy. I know you wanted to say something about Hamler. No, well, it's in Tim Patrick, too. So Tim Patrick and Drew Locke are like best buds. I don't know why. Um, I follow their TikTok account. Make fun of me if you need to. But <laughs> they uh, when they post TikToks with them like out of practice and stuff, Tim Patrick and Drew Locke are always hanging out together. So I know that's a lot, like, kind of a stretch, but if you look at how Tim Patrick was used last season, kind of makes a lot of sense why he was so comfortable throwing in the ball. Since he was the slot guy. They see, well, well, and they're friends. Yeah. But I think KJ Hamler is the more talented of the two. So if let's just say a quarterback from another team shows up, I think KJ Hamler is the guy you want to own um, and not Tim Patrick. But if it's going to remain Drew Locke and probably even Teddy Bridgewater, you're probably going to stick with Tim Patrick. Well, can honestly, you, you don't. Can you imagine that. Aaron Rodgers having a Marquez Valdez Scantling that can actually catch the fucking ball in Ex- KJ Hamler right there? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So, all right, getting back to this, basically for the wide receivers in my eyes, and I think in all of our eyes, uh, Sutton and Judy are both obviously draftable, and uh, you can get them at a pretty good discount. Sutton, this is probably the best time to buy on Sutton, especially if you're in some sort of keeper league and redraft, because um, honestly, he could absolutely be a top 10 wide receiver, especially if the right quarterback's there. Um, and not so he's not for sale, man. So I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about in redraft. I'm not talking about our dynasty league. I try not to talk about our specific leagues because nobody cares. Move along, um, sir. Move anyway. Along. Judy also uh late round steal, seventh round right now, 78 is what we got him at. And then Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, uh both speculative ads, maybe grab him late, last pick of the draft. I mean, randomly need an extra receiver, see what happens. All right, on to the running backs because I have a lot to say about the Broncos. I know I shouldn't have, but I just love them. Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, I I don't dislike this man. This man has gotten nine touchdowns. He's pretty much averaging nine touchdowns for the last five years. Um, he has not had a 200 carry since 2017, since he did last year, um, and he had 1,100 yards in 2017. So problem is with Melvin Gordon is he needs a lot of carries to be efficient, and I have a feeling Javante Williams is going to cut into that. I am perfectly fine with dr- grabbing either one of these guys. I get it. Javante is a rookie and I get it. Melvin Gordon old um, for running backs, <laughs> um, but I like both of them. I think they both can work really well. I think Javante is going to swing into more of that uh, Philip Lindsay role. Uh, believe it or not, Philip Lindsay was never a pass catching back. Uh, that man had a terrible year last year and I, I get why they let him go after looking at the stats. Uh, 500 yards on 100, 118 uh, carries, uh, seven receptions for 28 yards. So I think Melvin Gordon, Javante are going to be uh, basically the same guy, just split up. I mean, I think it will be really interesting for the team, and I think it would basically just give them some depth. Uh, getting into Fant, I like Fant a lot. So these these top five I really like. Uh, I have him at uh, like 90, and they don't have him ranked, so he's our 101 technically. Um, but he has grown, and he is a third-year tight end now, and he's his rookie year he had 500 yards. Last year he had about 700 um, and 60 catches. So I think fans going to really grow into that role. Uh, just once again, now we're getting to the quarterbacks. Uh, Drew Locke sucks. I bought him his rookie year. He's not good. I'm tired of him. I, I mean, th- this is his one year. If he's not good this year with full, full roster, um, then he's done and he's going to play a backup role. He'd be a great backup on a lot of teams. I'm sure. Um, I like Teddy Bridgewater, but I'm not sold. 
what is your guys' opinion on the Aaron Rodgers situation? Is he getting traded to the Broncos? Because he's they're the number one trade candidate if he gets traded. He's is not he going anywhere. Broncos? I hope he does, but I have a feeling Joe's right that he's going to go back to Green Bay. I, I, the, the problem with it, and we'll get to this when we get to Green Bay, I don't – are we not getting closer to a conclusion here? Like, I don't understand Well, what's Aaron Rodgers did just renew his membership to the Green Bay Country Club, so – because that says it. Not saying that super rich people don't have country club memberships all over the place. But, but also, it is it is summer. And, you know, if you're going to play golf, it's right now. And Green Bay especially. So this would be the time. To, they probably had. That's probably when his uh, probably auto renewed. I'm amazed that Might he have been has an to pay for a membership <laughs> at the Green Bay Country Club. Yeah, he's rich. He needs to spend no, his money. On- I just feel like they'd be like, oh, you're Aaron Rodgers. Thank you, sir, for all you've done. Please come play golf. You know, that's a, that's actually a good point. They need to name the damn golf course after him. <laughs> yep, they should name it One Super Bowl Country Club. Um, yeah, we'll get into that when we get into Green Bay. I love Aaron Rodgers. I, I want him here, personally, because the weapons around here are honestly better than Green Bay's. I get Aaron Jones is good, and I get Devontae Adams is good, but as we all know, they have not signed another receiver ever. Hypothetically, if, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver... Do they become the favorites? Yes, 100%. I think it's exactly what happened with Peyton Manning. Um, I think they win the Super Bowl. We haven't even gotten to the best part of this team, and the offense is fucking stacked. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I just I just have to say that. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll get we'll move on. I'll let you guys touch on anything I missed. Uh, But anyway, basically, I like that top five. They're all at really good values. Uh, I also like. Uh, fun fact: I like Philip Lindsay as a bounce back year in Houston this year. I know that their team's a weird in shambles year, but uh, we have him at like a hundred, if that. Uh, and I think all of these guys: Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, Sutton, Fant, and Javante Williams are all buys right away. And just get them, get them in that seventh round, sixth round. Obviously, a little bit higher on uh, Sutton, but um, also Javante Williams. I like him as the third best running back in dynasty drafts right now. Um, I think he is obviously your third best. And I think he's right around, uh, I think Devonta Smith uh, uh, before him, which I did in one league. And then I actually grabbed Javante above because I didn't want to double up on the Eagles because I do that a lot. Anyway, uh, defense, Justin Simmons, number one uh, safety on that team, just going to get 90 tackles every year. Uh, he had five interceptions uh, 2019 and four interceptions last year. I just, he's just awesome. Um linebackers alexander johnson's been pretty consistent 93 tackles in 2019 and 124 sneakily sneakily Sneakily. i didn't realize his stats were as good as they were exactly his athleticity is off the charts athleticity Mm -hmm. is just phenomenal and then obviously bradley chubb and uh malik reed can be a sneaky one as well but bradley chubb is your your big name and just Honestly, well, where Bradley and the Chubb's, Super Bowl MVP. I mean, I wouldn't start him, but you the know, the problem is Bradley Chubb is he's a name value guy, so you're not really getting him at a good value. You're gonna have to pay the money for him, and he's really only gonna get eight sacks. He got eight sacks the last two years. True. So, well, and I Von like Miller him. was hurt last year, and Von Miller will come back, and, and you sleeper, will unless they changed it, you couldn't start him at defensive line. You had to start him at linebacker, which really sucked for him. That did. Sleeper is really bad at those offensive line outside linebacker situations. So didn't they yeah. make a change where off or outside linebackers were not going to be edges this year or not edges, but 
DL. I think, I think that's next year. This year, they're all still. Um, but they are using Jordan cool. Reigns' scoring system for their standard that's a good defense point. league, so which is awesome. Which is uh, great. Re- real quick, I'll finish up. I, I, okay. One more, one more second, and I'll let you finish. Uh, that's fine. But yeah, uh, I, I also not for fantasy purposes, but just as a team in whole. I like their cornerbacks. Uh, Kyle Fuller from the Bears is a beast. I don't know why Sadly they let him go. I know you don't know why they let him go either. Sertain no. was a steal in the draft, and then because uh, all the Eagles and well, the NFC East was fighting over wide receivers, uh, they they stole a, a defensive back. Actually, I think that was what started the wide receiver debacle. Um, but then uh, Ronald Darby is the nickelback. I didn't like him in, at the Eagles, but he kind of had a couple bounce back years in Washington. Uh, I just like that. Uh, I like the defensive backs. Justin Simmons a beast. Uh, Kareem, Kareem Jackson Kareem is in the dream. A little unproven. I mean, he's okay. I think Kareem's to, been great. Next to Justin Simmons, he's going to look. He's going to probably not get the stats. I just don't want to say, "Hey, go buy him." I'm just saying, I like the defensive back as a whole. He's and old Von, too. And obviously, Von Miller coming back, I didn't touch on because he's. It's not. It's not. He's not draftable. He's just. He's a big name. Someone's going to draft him way too early. Yeah, but he's a good rate, late round steal. Baron Browning is a good stash. Uh, linebacker no. they drafted he is. he's definitely a project i don't expect much from him this year especially with him being injured but very talented very athletic uh, i think fangio could definitely get something out of him in the future and there that is the name we need to talk about vic fangio what he can do to a secondary is insane I, like that is why these guys are all going to have good stats in the secondary because his development of these guys is incredible so I would like certain needs to be a, a low key buy because if Vic Fangio's teaching him, that's all you need to know right there. So I would definitely, definitely look into grabbing one of these guys for your DB positions because they're not, they're not flashy names. Justin Simmons isn't going to, he's not a Tyron Matthew, you know, mind you, but yeah. like he's going to be good. And that, that is something that you need to look into when you're in your drafts because DBs are very fickle. And you don't really know who's going to do what. So you need to go with the coaching with this one. And anybody on the Denver Broncos right now, I think maybe not necessarily starters, but I would definitely speculative add most of them just to see who's going to be the guy that's going to take them to the next level. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, uh, I am a little concerned with the fact that uh, with Vic Fangio being such a defensive-minded person and them loading up on these running backs right now, Little concern that if Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke can't get their shit together, that they're going to go straight ground and pound, which would absolutely be horrible for the pass catchers on this team. Um, But they're so talented, I don't see a way that they don't throw to them. And lastly, my point on the Broncos, thank you fuckers so goddamn much for taking Patrick Sertain when you so clearly – clearly needed a fucking quarterback (laughs) oh my god you're my favorite team on this whole afc west thing you might be my favorite team in the afc it used to be the chiefs but fuck them you guys are still well now you're my favorite thank you thank you thank you so much denver and john elway you fucking morons but certain gonna be good super shocked they didn't go fields there honestly would have been solid i think Obviously, they're pretty much going to draft a quarterback next year. Like I said, I'm excited about these people for fantasy sakes. Cortland Sutton, Judy, and Fant are all going to get thrown to a shit ton because they're going to be down pretty much every game. I can't wait to hear the over-under. Well, and here's the thing. I think that they are planning on trading for a quarterback. Like, I I think that's what the plan is. That's why they didn't take fields. 
That's why they got into this hot mess with Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, just because they're going to trade. There were them. rumors on draft day that Rodgers was going to Denver. That was yeah. like straight up going, not even yeah. like he's probably, he might go. So I don't know what the fuck happened there. It's not but off again, the table yet. They'll no, come out with I, that. I get it, but that might've been a reason they didn't take fields. If that is their reason. Exactly. Or they thought they were getting Deshaun Watson before we knew the extent of. Well, technically Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson still wants to get traded. He does. And he could still technically be traded. I don't know how that would work just yet, oh, but yeah, <laughs> but we, well, if they you know, trade I'm for sure him, that's why we're dealing waiting with here. Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater for half of this season for the, for for the, the time part. being. That is for sure. Also, can we shout out the Broncos for keeping this poor soul, Kendall Hinton, um, the back, the backup, backup, backup quarterback that they needed last season just to throw in. Man, and it was I the started him. thing ever. <laughs> Watching him try to play quarterback. I started him with Give such great money. hopes at wide receiver, man. <laughs> that poor man had to sit out there, throw like two interceptions, didn't complete a pass, didn't really do anything. I thought he completed one pass. He completed one pass. Yeah. I don't even remember. I thought he did. One pass. He did not do good, though, fantasy-wise. Uh, he was not a Taysom Hill fill-in. Like no, that, but uh, good for him for getting out there and trying. That you know, yeah. That's a commendable effort. Thank you for Broncos for not cutting his ass after the season. Give the man his money while You it put that man through hell that week. Everybody was making fun of him. So <laughs> don't – yeah, thank you for being good people. All right, well, let's get to the over-under. For the Denver Broncos, we're looking at just 8.5. Uh, we're going to need to run through that schedule because I could see them losing I, a lot of games. I think it's over. I think – I don't see – see, okay, so here, here is why you just went off on how good the offense was. You just went and saw how good the defense was. Why do you think that they're going to lose eight games? I want to. I want to hear the. I want to hear the schedule first, Joe, uh, Joe. We haven't gotten Joe to be a schedule reader yet, so I wanted All to make right, sure. So get we're going to start off on September twelfth with the New York Giants. Then the Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets. Then they're going to run into Baltimore and Pittsburgh back to back, followed by Las Vegas, Cleveland, Washington, Dallas, Philly, the Chargers, the Chiefs. It's a pretty tough schedule right there. Uh, Yeah, and then they they get a little softy here with Detroit and Cincy. And then we got uh, Vegas, Los Angeles, and the Chiefs yet again. Yeah, I could see it. No, I heard, they're, they're I heard nine or ten. I heard nine or yeah, ten. Yeah, I I got up to like eight and then just stopped after like three games. Those those softies at the end there. Well, so Jets here's team. the thing: we wondered what team is playing all of the fucking softballs this year. Here so we are. Could, We're here. This is a, this could be a he, they could sneak into the um, especially. I mean, honestly, if I was Rogers, I'd be like, give me their schedule. I want to go there, dude. Really, like honestly, that is a cakewalk. I, that I, might I, be one of the biggest parts of the over under. Um, is if like if you bought this right now and Rogers got traded tomorrow, you just got a freebie. I don't yeah. think this is you a might already be, you already might be getting. They play the Jets and the Jaguars. Yeah, that's two games. I, I don't know. There was the a lot of comes, they don't have a quarterback and unless Rogers goes the there. Defense Teddy, is going to win them some games. Exactly, Teddy Bridgewater can can do as much as he can. And that's all that's needed. We I think that's to- what's going to happen is if Drew Locke doesn't step up, Teddy Bridgewater will come in and he has been serviceable and we've seen it on all the teams he's been on. I'm going under. I, my thing is I'd bet the over right now. I'd throw a hundred dollars on that. If we were in Vegas right now, just because of the chance that Rogers gets traded and then that's just a free, whatever $200 or how much you make off that. I guess. Yeah, 100. 
I think this is an easy over. I think it's an under. Their defense is top four in the NFL. Like, I don't see how. I get that the quarterback. Okay, so I would feel worse if Brett Ripian or Rapian, whatever how the hell you say his name is, it was not the backup. That. It's not it's that Rapian. <laughs> I said Ripian or Ripian. I did not no, say No, you that. did not. All right, well, Rapian, whatever. <laughs> anyway, he is not the, the – like, if I would not feel comfortable, but I actually – I really do like Teddy Bridgewater, and I think Grulock can at least make something work with these five guys. I mean, they got a great running game automatically, basically. They even got Royce and Michael Boone for backup. And then Sutton, Judy, Hamler, and Patrick. I mean, if they can't make that work, and then Fant. I mean, I just I like the offense and I like the value you're getting them at. You'll get them as your third wide receiver or your third running back, fourth maybe, depending on if you go heavy. I just I like them for fantasy purposes, and I think they could win the I think they could win the nine games. I think they could I think they could too. Sorry. Just <clears throat> had to get over that. Brett, your name pronunciation. Yeah. Name. I didn't mean to say that, but I guess that's how it came out. That is hilarious. So, with that being said, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We got Las Vegas and LA on the other side of this break, plus some five points. So, don't go anywhere. It's good, IDP Army. It's Jordan Reigns. And quickly, I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. We are back. Join that Black Ops tier. It is amazing. It's going to give you everything you need to know about all the defensive players. We've been touching on them this week, and you can read more about them in that index. So, without further ado... Josh, stop talking. That's 100% true, but we're going to get five on it. All righty, we have five on it this week. So for our first bit of news, which I know actually excited us. So for the first point, Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan came out this week and said Captain America, Chris Evans, has the best hands he's ever seen. Is that something or nothing? Training camp news. Was the was he talking about the actual running back on their team or is he talking about the actor just having really nice hands? He did not specify. I would say it's probably the running back, but you one know, would assume he did not specify. He could have been talking about Captain America because his hands are probably gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, that's Chris Evans for you. Yeah, so this is this is totally true. This is awesome. Uh, Joe Mixon is trash, so yeah, he's going to be 
I was just going to ask, so what do we think? Do we think Joe Mixon needs to be worried? Does he need to be looking over his shoulder? Joe Um, Mixon should have been worried years ago. He has just never lived up to it. I know Joe actually was a a Mixon truther. The fact that he's saying these things is uh, is phenomenal. I know we kind of already talked about him in in past podcasts, but I just – I just have never seen anything from Mixon to where he's had all the opportunities to be that guy. And I just feel like at this point he's headed to a split backfield. I don't, I hope it's Chris Evans. I, I think can I, can guy. I play devil's advocate for Joe Mixon? Sure. He needs to go to a new team. Let's be honest. He has been in a loser culture since he's gotten into the NFL. That's all the Bengals have been for the last, I think he's been there four years now. They have just been losers every year. And I, I think that if you gave him new face, new place kind of situation, give him to another team, maybe he doesn't have to be the number one. Maybe he can split time with somebody else. Maybe he's just, you know, the pass catcher, whatever. They don't use him as a pass catcher. That's what he was in college, which is kind of – I think it's been strange to everyone that's, like, watched Joe Mixon. Yes. It was like, he was a pass catcher in college. Why is he not catching any passes? Why are you throwing Giovanni Bernard out there? But that, that's never made any sense to me. Um, but – I think he needs to go to a new team and just play it out with that new team because he's been in a loser culture for this long, and I think that's just taken a toll on him over the years. Joe Mixon has been the most frustrating running back in fantasy football. And I don't think it's all his fault. I really don't. I, I, I don't either, it kind of, but I'm it, tired no, of it. It, it kind of is because, honestly, when, Gio, when Mixon was down last year, Gio Bernard was completely the better running back when he was just the only guy out there. Um, I, I kind of see it as Mixon's fault. I get that he could catch more passes and get more passes thrown to him, but at the same time, Gio went out there as the starter and was like honestly a top 20 running back out there like every week that he was out. I mean, I can't say that that's a stat, but you know. Some of the plays that Mixon does are just fucking spectacular, and then he just completely disappears sometimes. I mean, it's... yeah. Well, and then in the past, it's always been like the first like nine games. He's kind of just muddled around, done nothing. And then like he'll turn it on for the last like five games. Then you'll be like, damn, what the like, where, where's this guy been all year? Yeah, when that's kind of how your it's bench, been. Then he turns it on. Exactly. Or yeah. you've already traded him away and he is helping somebody else. Like that, that's kind of been the disaster. He's uh, a Brandon, he's a Brandon Cooks because that's what happens with Brandon Cooks. That is, if actually, you don't play yeah. him, he puts up 40. That's 100%. Uh, right. Do you want to talk about where he's at in the rankings or do you want to? Touch on uh, throw them out. Throw them out there. All right. We are pretty much even 29, 28, 29. Joe's got the 28. Um, I put him at 29 simply because I couldn't throw him down any lower because he was – the rankings I was looking at were all like 20s, and I just I just can't put him up that high. Dude, that's I think pretty that's, much how ranking him was. It was just like – Slide him to the I side. Put, put him, him in there later. somewhere, right? This is the first piece of – this is the first piece of news because they got rid of Giovanni Bernard, obviously. The first piece of news with Chris Evans that I'm finally like, okay, maybe Joe Mixon does have some competition. Maybe there is somebody that's going to push him for his starting spot on the team. Like, this is the first time since we've started the offseason that I'm like, okay, he's not going to be the bell cow back with Joe Burrow there who's going <laughs> to use him in some oh capacity. Oh, my God. Gio's on Tampa Bay as yeah. if they need another fucking running back. That is, it's a retirement home at this point is what it uh, is. <laughs> Go win yourself a championship. Like, no, man, I drafted exactly Chris Evans. Is. Do, your, do you a favor, listeners, possums, and go watch some tape on this kid. He is an absolute stud. I, I really think Mixon needs to be worried. He's For that. Sure. Honestly, he honestly. And then they got Pookie. 
I hate to do comparisons, but he's like that Alvin Kamara. He got drafted. Nobody talked about him at all. Wasn't even in anyone's dynasty rankings and got him. And I remember when Kamara, I watched something on NFL Network when he was about to, uh, when their fir- his first season was about to start. And they were just like, this guy looks good. And I was like, I went to go pick him up. Joe already had him. And then he yeah. had him for like four years. And this is why you follow the camp news because, I mean, stuff like this, like uh, Kamara, Philip Lindsay a couple of years ago. You James get Robinson little last year. Yeah, James, James Robinson, Robinson last year. Yeah. And, and now you're hearing this about Chris Evans. I mean, a lot of it is coach speak, but, I mean, it's a pretty badass statement to come out and say he's the That's best. That's how you win dynasty man. leagues. That's what it yeah. is. All right, well, let's move on to number two. I don't know if there's much to talk about with this one, but Golden Tate announced today. Is that, that Golden Tate? Is that, that is it is Golden Tate. Okay. And he announced today that there's three teams that he would like to sign with Tennessee, Indianapolis, or the LA Rams. Would any of these places get you excited about the 32 year old wide receiver? There's a reason I threw that in there. Or has his days passed him by and you're not really that excited, whatever he signs with? I love Golden Tate as a player, but he's past his prime. He's he's a it's it's gonna be a Deshaun or Deshaun Jackson kind of, kind of thing. He's gonna go there to catch a few balls here and there. Like the Rams signed to Sean Jackson for his three plays a year. Like they didn't pay him much. They're going to do it. And that's what would happen with Golden Tate if he went to any of these three teams. And he, he specifically chose three teams that are all in the playoff hunt too. You notice that he wasn't like, I want to go to the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the, I don't know, the three best teams basically. He's like, I want to, t- I want a chance to win a super, a super bowl ring. Well, he I wants to it. play with Tennessee because obviously he wants to play with the Rams because they're looking good this year. And then he wants to play with his friend, Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Also, yeah. honestly, I would be kind of excited about the Rams. I think that's I think, all I have to say. I think the Rams already have a crowded, weird wide receiver core right now. Uh, cup and woods, obviously. And we'll, we'll get into them. We in the NFC. Um, but honestly, I just, I would see Indy as the best place because they don't have that. They already have like the Rams already have Deshaun Jackson to play that fill that role. I think, and not to mention him and him and uh, Wentz vibe pretty well. I mean, they didn't do great, but they did okay. I feel like anytime I bring up any free agent or trade candidate, you're just gonna be like, you know, Indy would be really good with that person right now. Well, I mean, they they don't have the elite set of wide receivers that these other two teams have. That's that's true. Or a Chandler Jones like defensive end. I get it. They don't have a good defensive end. Quitty <laughs> pay. Bye. Fair enough. Okay. Well, that's all for that one. Just needed to get the Golden Tate news out there. Um, number three, we're going to turn to the crime beat. Oh, we need a Law and Order soundtrack. Right we here. do. <laughs> exactly. Um, rookie Zaven Collins was cited for reckless driving and speeding. Do we make anything of that, or is that just a 19 year old being a 19 year old? 19 year old being a 19 year old. Fair uh, enough. I think it's a 19-year-old who just got a bunch of money and he yeah. wants to be stupid. But at it'd the same be, time, it'd be like that sometimes. I it drove pretty like reckless that. in college and I was broke as shit. So <laughs> that's true. I, I drove, I rode with that guy. It was rough. Uh, but in general, <laughs> I think it's I, I think it's nothing for now, but I mean it's something to monitor because if that's his if he's getting this already, this is when people do stupid shit, you know. Something to monitor. But the more serious one, Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark was arrested for having an illegal firearm. Um, what was the firearm? Do you know? It was uh, an it was Uzi. A, it was an Uzi, and it was in his Lamborghini truck. So I don't know what to make of this, even though I'm pretty sure he's going to get suspended for it. Let's just put it that way. He did his best Tony Montana impression. That was pretty cool. It's not a good look. Minus the cocaine, but yeah. 
basically. Uh, you don't <laughs> I'm sure know, there was cocaine. You don't know that there was and, cocaine involved. You know, they, they found an Uzi and a Lamborghini truck. Like, I all. see the Uzi, I see the Lambo, I see the Coke, but we're just going to leave the Coke out of this and just get you for the Uzi right I now. Could've, he could have taken all that. That's probably right. I have that Uzi I, uh, and the Lamborghini truck. Didn't want to suspect anybody of corruption, but here we are on the Offensive Points podcast. We, uh... <laughs> I'm just saying he could have been on. We don't know. Okay. Like, fair enough. Fair enough. I just, you know, want to make sure we get it all yeah, out there on the table. He will get suspended, unfortunately. And that's what I was a little worried about when we were talking about the Chiefs, but eight sacks. Okay. Yeah, on to number was, four. I was really bummed out what? about this news, but I picked up Rashawn Gary. So I'm kind of happy about that. What a fiend. Yeah. Anyway, on to number four. I put this according to John Machado of the athletic, but pretty much everybody's reporting this at this point. Uh, Michael Gallup's probably gone from the Cowboys after this season. Um, what your, what are your opinions on that? Do you think they should try to keep him? Cause this will be the first year that Dak is with all three of them, or is he going to, I mean, he's probably going to demand too much money and that's why everybody's saying he's gone. So what do you think about this? Aren't they all like about to be owed money? Like I know Cooper's not up yet, but I know that he's going to want more money eventually. Honestly, in my eyes, I say the two best this year with barring injuries get paid or stay. You know what I mean? They could easily flip. I think I'm pretty sure. I mean, obviously CD lamb's not going anywhere. You're not going to CD lamb's the one. Yeah. CD lamb's the one for sure. He's the future. I get not wanting to pay Gallup, especially when you paid Cooper, that monster monster contract. But has Cooper lived up to that name? Obviously, last year was a lost year, but in at general, the time it seemed good. It seemed like a great idea, but I think now he's what thirty-one, probably pushing thirty at mm-hmm. least. Um, I mean, it's just it's scary to me that they pay someone that much money at that age. I, obviously, he can play still. I personally say trade Cooper, get rid of that contract, I agree. and play Gallup. 100%. Gallup has been your consistent. You know what I mean? It's true. Even when it was Andy Dalton last season. Gallup still had a couple games where he's a little frisky in there. So I definitely see what y'all are talking. About. I think Gallup, Lamb, and Jarwin would be a phenomenal group to run out there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'd definitely try well, to dump. And your boy, Simi. Oh, dude, Simi Fehoko. Draft him, pick him up, stash him, taxi squad. I'm telling you, <laughs> this kid's amazing. All right. I got well, let's get, all my leagues. Let's get to number five real quick. Um, first was tight end Tim Tebow. Next, we had Brandon Jacobs announce that he wants to become a defensive end. And now this week, Josh's boy, Jordan Matthews, has decided he wants to come back to the league as a tight end. When will this trend of people coming back as a different position die? All right. I I told you I'd stop talking, but I won't. You guys, you, you teed me up on this one. Fucking golf reference aside, we'll get to that, Joe. Um, so also, you missed one, Kelvin Benjamin. Didn't he uh, try oh, out yeah. as a tight end for this? Yeah, second. but he was already in the league and said he was going to convert. These are people that were out of the league wanting to come back That's to fair. the league. Um, so I just love Jordan Matthews all around. And honestly, I see the Eagles scooping him up because we're going to trade Ertz. And was he big enough to be a tight end? Oh, I don't remember Jordan Matthews. He's a pretty big guy. He's not, he's not huge. He said, they said he was bulking up to get a little bigger, but he is a tall guy. I think he was like 6'4 or so. Six four six wow. five. He could definitely be a tight end, and he was. He had the hands, and the blocking. Yeah, that would be the real question. He was a great mm-hmm. pass catcher. Never used right after the Eagles let him go. Uh, the first time that would be the second time. It was just awful. But I like it. I I like that people are willing to play. I get why they're willing to play because they get millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, they want to come back and make some money. I get it. I get it. But I, I want to see this... Marshawn make a comeback. 
That's some a, position in defensive, a defensive end. That, that would be nuts. <laughs> that would be. Well, he's 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 he'd be he's just spinning skittles at the quarterback the whole time. I think outside sure. linebacker would be better. He'd be better in that three four. He wouldn't have to do as much trench work. It's true. All right. Well, that's the end of the points. I just wanted to put one aside in at the very end. This isn't a point. It's just me announcing something. Um, the NFL has yet to talk to Deshaun Watson, by the way. So if you're expecting any news about what's going to happen to him, listeners out there, it's not going to happen soon. Like if the, if the NFL hasn't even talked to him yet, that's what his lawyer uh, announced this week that the NFL hasn't even talked to him before they're not, it, when they talk to him, then we will have a decision. But if they haven't even talked to him yet and restarted gathering information, it's going to be a while. So just, just buckle up. It, hey, that's, that's honestly scary to me. It, I don't think he plays next year. Cause the I, NFL is trying it, not to get it their It makes me bloody. nervous that they haven't said anything to him yet. Are you guys they're trying to? They're trying to CYA. I mean, they're trying to cover their ass because they don't want to. Well, they do don't want to suspend him for like three games too early, and then they, you know, have a situation like Ray Rice where they suspend him for two games. The video comes out, and then, bam, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> bad, bad phrasing. Fair. It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bam. Good point. Didn't think of it like that, but uh, it uh. I guess they just don't want any surprises if they suspend him for a couple of games before they don't want to have it dropped on them that he, you know, the video comes out of him doing something. Number I'm, one, I'm you're absolutely right. They just don't want to make the decision too soon, especially in these times. Everything is cancel this, cancel that. So I don't think they want to be a part of that. And they are being smart about that. But also we saw what happened with Josh Gordon. They just didn't talk to him for like a long time. They're just like, he's like, Hey, so can I play? And they're like, I don't know, man, like, well, you know, maybe we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk eventually. And it was like a year before they even talked to him. Obviously Josh Gordon's not a good example because I don't even, how many, how many times has he been suspended for drugs? We need a counter for that. Like it's ridiculous. The, the Josh Gordon meter. Oh, I fucking love Josh Gordon, but man, he is, uh, he's officially gone by the way. Let him go. That's true. Okay. Two, two years. Enough points. Joe, take us away to Las Vegas. All right, so I'm going to take you on a little ride down to Las Vegas, down to the giant black hole stadium. Sorry, Oakland, that uh, that Las Vegas just built. Um, we're going to touch on the Raiders here. I have a problem with the Raiders. My problem is they do not know their identity as a team at all. What are they doing? They're constantly reaching in the draft for these players like Arnett, Leatherwood, and Ruggs, which is fine if you're if you're passionate about them. That's fine. But then you're shipping out your entire offensive line for entire nobodies except for Richie Incognito. And then you're sitting here signing all these vets like Smokey Brown and Kenyon Drake. What are you guys doing? Are you trying to win now or are you trying to rebuild for the future? You have a ton of cap space, which clearly you're trying to clear out. What is the end game here? I, I don't understand it. That's my biggest problem with this team. That offensive line last year it was twenty fourth. It was not great, but still they now, have. By the way. What twenty fifth? So it didn't go down that much, but it's still not great. Yeah, I mean you're banking on Denzel Good coming back and being healthy. Neither of their centers have showed the least bit of competence at the position. If they step up, I mean Richie Incognito can help hold that line, but there's nothing there. There's really nothing there. I like Derek Carr a lot. I feel like they have put him in some really tough spots throughout his career. 
Uh, Antonio Brown um, with the whole helmet thing last year really, really fucked them. And I don't think they have recovered from that. But all these people clamoring for Marcus Mariota need to stop that whole thing as well. Um, but really, they don't have a number one wide receiver. I guess you could say Darren Waller is their number one wide receiver. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, but seriously, I mean, my hope for this year and them, I think Brian Edwards does step up. I think, you know, he was kind of overlooked last year. The whole COVID offseason thing didn't help. He's very talented. I think between him and uh, Smokey Brown, they can get some stuff accomplished there. Apparently, by the way, Derek Carr has a big connection with uh, John Brown. So some little tidbit there. I don't expect a massive year from him, but uh, something to think about there on that. But the big Achilles heel for this team is their defense. Um I'm not super hyped up about their offense. I, you know, Josh Jacobs, I think is a stud of a running back. I think Kenyon Drake hurts him. I, I don't see how Kenyon Drake is an improvement over Jalen Richard at all. Um, so it's kind of a lateral move there, but this defense really holds them down. I mean, you got Gus Bradley coming to town. He's got a ton of experience. He brought Yannick Nagagogwankwe with him. I in, will never in understand. Gakwe. In I like the pronunciation. Thanks, yeah, I, I tried. I tried. I will never under, get his name right, but they they have to turn this around somehow. Um, you know, they keep. I think the secondary. There's young. There's a lot of pieces on this defense, um, but it, it all depends on how Gus Bradley wrangles this whole thing. And they were 29th in the league last year. They had 21 sacks. I think Yannick will will fix that and open some stuff up for Max Crosby on the other side. But they were 15th in takeaways. Um, they were behind so much that they were dropping these linebackers into coverage a lot, and they weren't getting the tackles. Now, Corey Littleton did come out and say that he was not up to speed when he got there. Their, uh, the terminology and a bunch of stuff was, was different there. So that might, that's probably a little bit on him for not picking it up quite as quick, but that's probably a lot on the coaching that your, your number one free agent signee could not understand what you were trying to tell him. So real quick, real quick. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll let you finish. Uh, yeah. I love Corey Littleton as a Rams linebacker. He was good because he was a Rams linebacker. I don't, I'm not saying he's bad. I just, he would have tackled people if there was that opportunity. The Rams with, with Aaron Donald and their defensive line, they, they do so much pass rush to it. That's why the linebackers on the Rams are so good. Like I will draft yeah. all of their their running back or their linebackers, but I just I don't think Littleton's going to happen. I traded them in our league. Can you? you can you imagine the playbook being confusing when there's plays like Spider Two Y Banana in there? <laughs> can you imagine yeah, it being confusing yeah. when there's you know Banana Boat Twelve? The hell does that mean, Coach? What like what does that mean? <laughs> I just like I seem like that's what Corey Littleton got the book, and he's like, "What? What is this?" I, yeah, he's like, "When, when did I take like, acid?" Are, I don't get we, it. What are we doing here? Like, yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad we stopped on this Corey Littleton thing because I I think he's going to jump this year. I think he's going to return to form a little bit. Um, definitely a trade or a buy low candidate, in my opinion. I think Gus Bradley has always liked the defense to funnel through the middle. So they they leave the middle a little bit more open, let everything funnel through there. It stops the big plays on the outside. It stops the big gains um, on there. So I think actually having a pass rush is going to help um, help Corey Littleton too. 
But Clillan Farrell's still not good, and their defensive tackles are still okay. Max like, Crosby is awesome. Max Crosby's Max good. Crosby is a stud. Not Max so, Crosby needs to be the starter over and, Farrell. And Gakwe yeah. is good. I just they're it's they're not going to take the lead. I just feel like the Raiders like always make the wrong pick. Henry, Henry Ruggs. They went for the next Tyree kill, which is we talked about. And that's my whole idea. thing with this team is they don't have an identity. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I do. Like Farrell to replace Khalil Mack. Good job. You could yeah. have just kept Mack. Your yeah. draft picks didn't even do anything because you can't draft. I mean, there's there's not much on this team that excites me other than Littleton, Yannick. I love Max Crosby. I do think he needs to be the starter. 100%. Obviously, Darren Waller is an absolute stud. But wide receivers, I love John Brown. I've always loved John Brown. I don't see much <laughs> happening here because he has no help. I mean, uh, I, I I think you were spot on when you first said it. I think John Brown and Brian Edwards are the draftables here. I think Rugs is an afterthought. You can grab him if you want. Best ball but, league. That's where I would yeah. keep him. With yeah, uh, but I I think I mean I'd like to see him at full health first. But I think John Brown has been a sneaky player his entire career. Nobody really ever thought he was good ever. And then Brian Edwards, I think this is his leap here if he can do it, if Carr can stay clean, basically. Hey, has Zay Jones ran naked through any parking lots recently? Not recently. Or is that in the past? Uh, that He might continue that again. <laughs> and then no, they got guys, Willie Sneed. I really, I really struggled here. I love Josh Jacobs. I've always been a Josh Jacobs guy. Um, I just I cannot get excited about it in the least bit. Uh, little little rankings news. Uh, Waller, obviously, we have him high because he's good. Um, Josh Jacobs, on the other hand, is uh, he, he dipped down a bit. 37, which uh, I had him lowest. You guys were both at 35, 34. I was at 41. And that is under Edwards, Alaire, Swift, Dobbins, above Carson, but that's because Seattle. Well, that's just because Kenyon Drake sucks. And I think even Kenyon Drake, as best as he's going to try to steal Josh Jacobs' value, he's not going to steal all of it. And I'm just hoping for the best for the man because honestly, the news of Drake scared me, but I think the news more of them destroying their offensive line. <laughs> yeah, the, the old line further. is concerning. But I feel so bad for Jalen Richard, man. That guy can play like crazy, and they just refuse to refuse to use him in a you know a strong number two role in a serious role. Yeah. Do you see yeah. they snuck Theo Riddick on the team too? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. I just, I just don't understand. The Drake signing perplexed everyone. They got rid of their entire offensive line. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, we got Kenyon Drake though. And it was like, yeah, okay, well, what are we going to do with that? Yeah. Hooray. They tried to build around it. Reached for Alex Leatherwood. I just it feel make, like it makes for a, a great joke. When you say that the backfield is uh, Drake and Josh, that's kind of a fun. It <laughs> is actually pretty great. I that's kind of, although, nice actually, job, Bill. <laughs> although, actually, did you see Drake actually got charged with like soliciting a minor? He did. Or it's not. It's not as funny now. I understand yeah. that. But, but I, it, it I, I was like, when it was signed. When he signed, we're '90s kids. We we appreciate the joke. But my my problem with the Raiders is, and I like obviously Waller is like the one fantasy relevant offensive player that you're like no brainer. But reach for rugs, reach for Leatherwood this year, reach for Cleveland Farrell to replace Mac. And it was like, instead of drafting someone to for your specific holes, it's almost like the Sixers, which I'm going to touch on later. But, but man, best man up, man. Trust the process. Grab who's there. Like, stop trying to reach for someone. I don't understand rugs or Leatherwood. There were better options there. But the whole Cleveland Farrell pick and like the third was third or fourth pick. Like there were so many better people. If you looked at that draft, mm-hmm. you'd probably just, they're so probably shaking their heads right now. 
I will say the additions of Solomon Thomas and Casey Hayward are pretty freaking solid. It's Um, good, but it's not enough. That's no, but Casey Hayward really helps out those young guys back there. Right. It's good to like Um, supplement the guys. But the thing is when you have guys on the top, on the front that aren't going to be very good, like that's the problem I have with it. I'm excited about Morig in defense. That's good. Because I think maybe not this year, but especially in dynasty drafts, you can get him, uh, Relatively late because nobody ever drafts safeties in defensive drafts for some reason. But uh, I have a I have a feeling even next year they're not going to be the perfect solid defense and the shitty offense that they are. That Trevor Morgan is going to get some tackles. I like Jonathan Abram a lot. Abram has been solid over the years too. He's had some injury concerns, but still solid for getting probably get, draft him out. Okay. Again, it's hard to get excited about this team. It is. It's it's sad to say. Are we? What about Derek Carr too? Are we? No. Was, I don't. I don't like him. We've got, we've, we've given him every shot, and I get that they haven't built anything around him. It's not his fault. But he's a Joe Mixon time, dude. He needs to be traded. He yeah, needs to go somewhere. He he's got so. He much says he's talent. retiring if he gets on. Another, if he's not playing for the Raiders, so we'll oh see if God. he. We'll see if he does oh, that. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> shout out to Carl Nassim. A uh, lot of news this week. Good for you, buddy. Um, but other than that, I am I am done talking about the Raiders. That's fine. Let's Real quick, to- I just I just want to talk about how how cute Derek Carr is for our female listeners. If we have any, he's a good looking guy. Too bad he doesn't know how to throw a football, but he's a good looking guy. He's he's a pretty boy. We all know that. Like we've he's seen a, Derek. He Carr. looks like he would play would, the villain. He's in not movie. in the top five. No, absolutely not. But he's a good looking dude. Like he's got a great bone structure. It's okay. pretty he looks we like need a James Bond villain. If we need to power rank the most attractive quarterbacks in the NFL, we'll do that on the later. Uh, my podcast. wife would say Kirk Cousins. I don't know why the hell she uh it's him. Jimmy Garoppolo. No, that's I, beside I, I the showed, point. I showed her that picture and he goes, she goes, eh. Like, to Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought the same thing. I would bang Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh my god. Julianne loves Cam Newton. Cam's a good looking dude. He's this, just wearing stupid clothes. This is the most appalling part of this podcast. We need to have Kristen on. Different time. <laughs> Let's get to Las Vegas over under. It's seven. Go through, yeah. go through my list here. All right. So we got, as soon as my computer stops being stupid, we're going to start it off with Baltimore. Then we're going to go Pittsburgh, Miami, Los Angeles, Chargers, Chicago, Denver, Philly, New York Giants, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Dallas, Washington, Kansas City, Cleveland, Denver, Indianapolis, Los Angeles. Um, they're like going to fight for the number one pick. They're going to fight for the number one pick with that schedule. I Yeah, I agree. That was rough, and they're, they're not that, good. Every single one of their ex, whatever you call extra division games, not yeah. division games, is, uh, is is rough. Like, the like, ugh. That that is brutal. No, there's I, no the, way. The thing with the Raiders is like last year they won games they had no business winning, and they lost games that they could have won. So I just think they've gotten worse, though. I do too, uh, completely, man. Like I said, I'm not excited about this team, but there's they're just they have no identity, and yeah. even their their performance in games shows it. It's like we're going to show up and play really good against certain teams that we have no business playing good against, and then we're going to completely crumble against cupcake teams. They don't I, know. They don't I, know. 
I just want to say that I will bet right now that they make it in the, the bottom 10 teams. They have a top 10 pick next year, if I, they even own their I draft you, pick. Anymore. I think you can bank them in the five, and I would say John Gruden's got to be on the hot seat. Absolutely. At the, at the end he of the has, that was a stupid hire to begin I, with. No, okay. I well, love 10 John years Gruden. Especially. I love John Gruden, but all of his picks, everything he's done on this team, I don't even know what his best move would be because they've all been trash. Well, and the worst part is he also has Mike Mayock as the GM, who's supposedly yeah. this draft expert. Who are you trying to outsmart Mike Mayock? Who? The fans at home? Because we all think you're stupid, too. He's like that guy in your fantasy league that takes someone stupid as fuck in the first round. They're like, I'm telling you, man, just watch this guy. Exactly. It's exactly that. Like exactly. It's a it's exactly that. I swear to God. But no, I think we can all say we're taking the under on this one. I for sure. I didn't even need to hear all those games, but as soon as I heard those games, I was like, hell no. This they're gonna be fighting with Houston for the number one pick. I'd say they're two or three at the end of the season with that it, schedule. It was pretty rough. Okay. Well, we'll move on to the last team in this division, which is my team. And that is well, not my team. More of a Browns guy, but we're gonna go with the Chargers for tonight. Best jerseys in the NFL. That is a hundred percent true. Those powder blues, woo boy, that's Killing a great that's a great jersey. Um we're just going to jump straight off with the wide receivers. Um, Keenan Allen, I think we can we can probably say is a wide receiver one. Um, I, I don't know where we have him ranked, Josh. Probably uh, he's probably we eleven. Have him, we have wide him actually. Or so. uh, he's number twenty five in the total rankings, and he is number ten. Okay, ten. So that, really ten, close there. Ten makes sense. So I had 10. him higher than both of you. Just wanted to let you guys know. Fair enough, but. Keenan Allen's coming off a – he didn't quite get 1,000 yards last season, but he was damn close, had like 992 or three and eight touchdowns, and I think it's only going to get better. He's now got an offseason to work with Justin Herbert, who was a rookie last year, came in and lit up the, lit up the NFL. We were – I think we were all shocked at what Justin Herbert did last year. I don't think anybody was thinking that was what was going to happen with him. But we had the weird punctured lung situation – not sure whatever happened with that. I think we we all kind of brushed over that because Justin Herbert was so good, but I feel like more should have been made of that. Um, uh, Tyrod Taylor should sue. Absolutely. There, some not uh, you know we don't need to get tried to. We'll save that for a conspiracy corner one time about what happened that weekend with Justin Herbert and the punctured lung. And I just knew Herbert was going to be sick, and they're like, "Dude, we need him out there." Now. He like saw him in practice, and he's like, "Dude, I got to do that." Puncture my lung real quick. He's like, "There's no way you're going to know. I got to do it." So anyway, enough of Keenan Allen. We got Mike Williams as the number two. Right now, I think he's sneaky. No. I, I, I the I, only thing is he's the he is the number two right now, and he has been he's shown flashes of being good. He said 700 yards last year, and about five touchdowns catch percentage though is where his problem lies. He had about a 50% catch um, percentage. So I think the door is wide open for the next guy I'm about to talk to. And that's Josh Palmer. I think Josh Palmer has a chance this year to come in there and just take over that number two spot from Mike Williams. I think they're going to need Mike Williams. They're going to need him to be aside from Keenan Allen. And then Josh Palmer can be there as well. And they'll be very helpful. Um, a lot of people are going to know the name Jalen Guyton because at the end of the season, he was busting off hundred yard games, but Jalen Guyton is not very good. They don't think of, they don't think highly of him in LA. So that name should be a dart throw at best, but I would say stick to Josh Palmer, stick to Mike Williams. And then of course, everybody's going to draft Keenan Allen. So there's really nothing to worry about there. 
Um, is there any other wide receivers that I didn't mention that you all are excited about? I actually just wanted to talk about the the number two or the the top two. Keenan Allen is a freak of nature and will easily be a top ten and could easily be a top five wide receiver. If he stays um, healthy, for sure. If he stays healthy, I know that the injury concerns has been a problem, but right. I don't see any. I mean, Josh Palmer might play a role. Guyton might even play a role. And some of these other guys might play a role. Mike Williams has been a flash in the pan. I just, I feel like he's good. He's athletic. Uh, he has the 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 build for it. He had that one t- 10 touchdown season and everyone bought him high. Had a thousand yards the next year and then two touchdowns. When well, he's then, been battling a back issue, which I know, hopefully it's finally fixed, but it seems like the back issue is happening a lot more frequently. I, so maybe. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get him in like the eighth, ninth round, probably later. And he uh, could be really good this year. Like that's the thing. Like that that where, is, where you're getting him is great, but I'm just I've never been excited. That's why I'm life. saying he could be a steal, sneaky steal, because of how late you can get him. Um, let's move on. Let me move on hey, to real quick though. Oh, sure. Yep. <clears throat> I just want to glance over this. I was quiet for the last couple of minutes. I was working out my favorite NFL stat of all time. Chase Daniel has thrown 290 career passes, eight touchdowns, and with this contract is now earning over $37 million in his career. Uh, that is my uh, my favorite uh, human in the NFL. And uh, being a Missouri boy, it's fun to say that. <laughs> Could well, you good. imagine good. having a career like that? I can't. I can't. His his career has been one to watch because he has made a lot of money and he hasn't done a whole lot. Nothing. It's awesome. Good it is for him. Awesome. Good for him, man. He's you know what he's got healthy knees. Probably what one concussion. I don't know what he did in college. You know what I mean? But and he stayed healthy probably. and he's gotten thirty seven mil. I take it. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings me to the quarterback, which is Justin Herbert. He is probably around QB five or six, I would say, um, going into the season. So you're probably going to get him, you know, after the initial run of quarterbacks, this is kind of the guy you'll probably looking at in like the sixth round where like, you know, the actual quarterback run should start. I would. Okay. Six nailed it. So I would say he probably starts the run on the second half of quarterbacks where, you know, there's probably in most drafts, there's three, tiers of quarterbacks there's the like four guys that you take at the very top that are reaching way too high there's the middle of the pack which is the justin herberts and then there's the back half where it's like oh hell matt ryan's still around let me draft him so uh matt stafford that's a matt stafford spot well matt stafford too he'll be back there too so justin herbert will be a good quarterback to have this year he threw for 4300 yards last year 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions I only see those numbers going up. So stick with him, which brings me to the running back situation. So it, right now we're looking at Austin Eckler. He is, I would say probably an RB one going into the season. I'd say he's probably around nine, 10 or so um, in 10 games last year, he rushed for only about 500 yards, but he was hurt. So, I think that we got to give him the benefit of the doubt because the year before he almost caught a thousand yards as a running back i mean melvin gordon was there so you can take that for what you want but i think if you give him the full season full 16 games you could potentially get a thousand yards 17 games yeah my bad thousand yards rushing close to a thousand yards receiving I, i i think that is totally within the realm of possibilities what scares me is the backups josh kelly and justin jackson because when they got to the goal line for some 
freaking reason, I think we can all say that, they would give the ball to Josh Kelly to run it in. They would give it to Justin Jackson to run it in. Or Herbert would keep him himself and just do the QB sneak into the end zone. And for some reason, they weren't giving any or any of those goal line carries to Austin Eckler. But when they did, he converted, which kind of pissed, I think, everyone off because nobody understood what was going on with Austin Eckler. I don't understand the usage of Austin Eckler. I get that he's had some injury concerns last year, but he is a phenomenal running back, running and receiving. Like he is just a he's just a freak. And honestly, I just hate how little they use him, especially even in goal line. They're like, oh, he's little. Don't put him out there. The dude will get in the end zone. Look at yeah. Edward Solari. He didn't. He couldn't get in the end zone. Eckler could have on those three carries, guaranteed. It's very. It's been very confusing. Joe, uh, what do you think about the running backs? Um, <clears throat> I'm extremely high on Larry Roundtree. Okay, the rookie. I think, that they yeah. Drafted? Okay. Yeah, sixth round. He's a big boy. Uh, I think he's going to take over goal line and short yardage duties fairly quickly from these other two. I I could see him working his way up that depth chart quite a bit. So I think, especially in dynasty, if you're just looking for a, a good, good dart throw that you can be confident in actually having some value later on. I think Larry Roundtree is the way to go with that one. Okay. I'm a big I, fan I, of him. I think he replaced Josh Kelly is what it is. I don't think he surpassed or will surpass Justin Jackson right away. I think they liked what Justin Jackson did last year. He looked really good last year. So did Balazs, but they ended up getting rid of him. Yeah, so yeah, he didn't, he didn't take the number two spot. Justin Jackson did not last year. He was good sometimes, but he did not like grab it. Well, but Austin Eckler was also hurt. So it just forced people into the game. So like, we don't really know what the situation is going to be when they have all 17 games of Eckler. So we'll see how it goes. Tight end. I'll just briefly mention Jared cook. I would not be, I am hopeful because he's a tight end and we need useful tight ends, but I would not, I would not, go after him as one of the uh, top tight ends. My bold prediction of the year is Zach Ertz gets traded to the Los Angeles Chargers. Or, yeah, Los Angeles, sorry. Okay. I thought I said the wrong one. Open, I think it'd be a perfect fit. Bills, but we'll I see. think the Bills have been linked a lot, but I just don't. I think the Bills haven't pulled the trigger, and I don't think they will. I think the Chargers could really use that. I think their wide receivers are obviously Allen's ridiculous, but after that's kind of mediocre, I think they need a tight end. The bills on the other hand, don't really need a tight end. Josh Allen's sure. a running back. They got running backs. They got wide receivers. Well, they have they our boy. Trey Trey McKitty, Trey, McKitty, yeah. They have our boy, Trey McKitty. So I think they're going to be set. In the He's future. got a great name, but let's see what he can really, do. I was so pissed when you drafted him, man. <laughs> that dude was I in my him. queue. I was going to grab him the third round. I was like, ah. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, I'll go to the defense and I mean, what a freaking defense this is. Joey Bosa, obvious stud on as a defensive end. He will be your one of your first defensive ends in your IDP drafts, I would say. He's probably going to be in the first round of your IDP draft anyway. Um, you have Kenneth Murray there, who was the rookie last year. He got He got some tackles. He wasn't as efficient as they wanted him to be, but I think that improves this year. And then you have the biggest mystery of all time. And that's Derwin James. We th- every year we think Derwin James is going to be the best cornerback, best safety in the league. And then he gets hurt in the first game and we never see it, but we think Derwin James is going to be, you know, next year is Derwin James year. So we'll see if that continues. 
Um, I personally like him. I'll also want to mention the name Jerry Tillery for a defensive end across from Bosa. Obviously, Joey Bosa gets the headline, so that's who you're going to be focused on. But Jerry Tillery was very useful in what limited roles he got last year, and I think that this year he could take the next step up. Oh, and another name is Drew Tranquil, who's a linebacker there. He was very good last year as well before he got hurt, and I think he is flying way under the radar right now. And keep the name Drew Tranquil on your uh, on your radars. Guys, got anything else for the defense? I got, I got two guys on sure. this defense. Uh, Linval Joseph, you're not going to draft him. You're not going to have him anywhere, but he is just a monster of a human up the middle right <laughs> there. So like Billy said, I am also very high on Jerry Tillery because he has that right next to him. Uh, it's definitely going to open it up. Um, and then I just want to say that this secondary is very interessante Samuel Jr. Uh, Josh, I'm sure you were going to go there with this I was one. absolutely going to go there. Yeah. I appreciate so you I'll let that you lead me. into it. I just wanted to say I'm a little, Samuel. I'm really upset that you got to say that for me. But uh, interessante Samuel. Uh, I love their secondary. Um, I know that they've had problems in the past and honestly i really hope james derwin or derwin james can finally stay healthy you're welcome billy i traded him to you i just couldn't do it anymore it was like the third year i I want him to do good he's great and i i will draft him i think i've drafted him in like three different leagues the last two years and he's been or had him already uh interessante samuel um i just absolutely love i think he's gonna slide into one of those roles right off the bat i don't think michael davis and uh tavon campbell are bad by any means but they're not great they're unproven young guys chris harris jr though is just a beast i know he's getting older and people just automatically write them off once they get close to 30 or hit 30 but that man is a beast and he him and asante samuel jr are going to be on that team for the next couple years and they're going to look fucking great so and then obviously joey bosa is going to make some problems their linebacker core is just kind of okay i always want one of these guys Sneaky, to be good. It's, it, i think they're all worth speculative drafts and idp league especially redraft or i mean if you're re, if you're doing a dynasty soon i like kaiser white i want him to happen he hasn't yet drew Tran- tranquil has the you can get tranquil for free right now and he oh, was really absolutely. good last season kaiser white as well he's i think he's in free agency of a couple of our leagues right now i like him i sure. want him to be good and then i have Ke- tried the kaiser white thing for so long and it just does not work it hasn't worked yet but i think it's a possibility but kenneth murray i think is the one i'm most excited about they drafted him last year and uh give him a chance i mean rookies especially on the defensive end and these specialty roles it's hard for them to just pop in and be great you don't really see rookie linebackers being ridiculous right off the bat so i think give him a chance also they were in a weird year last year with their injuries and also this line is shockingly ridiculous as well it's actually on only there. 18 before you talk about it. But at the same time, that's, I mean, Rashawn Slater has never played in the NFL. He's going to be awesome. And then the addition of Corey Lindsley in the middle there. I mean, that's they're protecting their asset. I get it. Yeah. I mean, that's going to open things up for Eckler and my boy Roundtree right there. I think oh my God, this stop. team's going. This team's going in the right direction. I'm not going to stop. 100%. I will bet stop. you right now. Fireball shot. Roundtree does better or does worse than Justin Jackson this year. Okay. Write that down. Okay. Shaking over the webcam. Okay. Well, do we want to get to the over under real quick? We're looking at we're looking at nine games, nine and eight prediction. Nine games, which which is second place in the AFC West is the prediction anyway. I mean, yeah, they're the second best team for sure. They've got an interesting schedule for sure. So they're going to start off Washington, Dallas, KC, the Raiders, 
Then they got Cleveland, Baltimore. Then they go New England, Philadelphia, Minnesota. It's a wild card game right there. Pittsburgh, Denver, Cincinnati, New York Giants, Kansas City, Houston, Denver, and Las Vegas. Yes. Hmm. Over. Screaming over. I know there's some tough games in there, but... I don't know. You said nine, right? It's nine. Yeah, I counted nine before we even got to some of the shitty teams. I think that... Yeah, you can't... I would not say for sure for a lot of that, but okay. I think they can easily win ten games. If everyone's... If Eckler, Herbert, Allen... That offensive line and fucking Derwin James stay healthy. Oh, and Joey Bosa, obviously. Uh, but mainly, I really wanted to point at Derwin James because he's like the pinpoint of that, that defense. Um, I just, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to. I mean, obviously, this is all depending on injuries, which is pretty much anyone's over-under. And that's why Vegas is comfortable enough throwing out random odds like that. But Well, let's be honest. They got rid of the worst part of their team, which was Anthony Lynn last year. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get rid of that and you get rid of him as the coach, then I think everything's going to shape up a little bit better. They should have won a couple of those games that they They lost, and it was strictly because of him. They always lose by, like, two points. I just feel like they're always within a game. I think they can beat any of these teams. I I mean, they can beat the Chiefs. Like, obviously, they're not going to beat them both times, but they could easily beat them one of the times. They They could beat the Ravens. They could beat the Eagles. I think the Brandon Staley hiring was... Fucking incredible. 100% from the Rams. Yeah, I think that was good. Uh, also, that that uh, re- retooled offensive line is really going to make an impact there. I think Herbert having a little more time, getting a little more comfortable with the players, um, really having a, a full offseason with, with them as well, I think is going to really help being the starter. For sure. They're going to be a fun team to watch. They are. They will. All right. We're done with the AFC West. Ran a little long on it, but that's fine because they're the, probably the best division in that's the AFC. That's passion, Billy. That's but, I had a lot to talk about the Broncos. Yeah, for sure. But all right, let's get to some closing thoughts. Um, Joe, do you want to celebrate your golf wins or? Yeah, I hope you guys were listening to me last week and went out and put some bets down. Um, my picks finished one and two in the uh, in the tournament there. If you put them into a 50-50, like I told you to, then you definitely won. If you put them in a tournament and you were ballsy, you probably won something as well. So I love talking golf and I love helping people out. Um, so I will continue to do that. Probably not every tournament, but uh, I'll make I'll throw some out at the end of some of these podcasts here. Just go throw out probably going to be every tournament. Let's not. Okay, well, we so throw something together it's, for this week. You've then. done it. You're two for two on tournaments on third well, picks. So, I mean, well, the, the Masters was we, not. The it, first day of the Masters, I killed it. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The remaining were, days, I did you not were do well. wrong. You still gave picks out, though. Oh, two. Okay, yeah. Two for two and, go, and giving out picks. Okay. But, I mean, 50-50 on some golf money. I mean, shit. They would have been even, at least, if they made the bets. Well, All right. Well, I'll get to my closing thought real quick. Um, and this is just hilarious for me so jay williams of the espn morning show Keyshawn jay will and zubin tweeted out congratulations to the celtics for hiring the first person of color in franchise history um as the new coach um the problem is they've had multiple people of color as head coaches in the past including doc rivers who won their most recent championship in the nba so everybody on Twitter was just roasting Jay Will for, for some reason not remembering Doc Rivers and Bill Russell, who won titles with them as well as a head coach. 
he just forgot them completely and congratulated this guy today for being the first and he wasn't so i thought that was really funny so that actually brings me into my closing uh point is doc rivers um not actually about doc rivers but about his team why can ben simmons not shoot a fucking basketball he's played the game for 20 years he's six nine he barely has to throw the ball uh if you can't tell i'm mad about the 76ers losing to the hawks which i love trey young good for him uh, he's about to get his ass beat by Giannis, not him personally, but uh, Giannis is going to go to the championship, which is great for him because I want him to win a championship. But man, this is the best 76ers roster we've had in a long time or probably ever. Um, well, not ever. That's not true because there were some pretty good players on that team. But anyway, Ben Simmons can't shoot a ball and it just flabbergasts me. And if we do not trade him at the end of this offseason, I will be angry. I've been wanting to make Ben Simmons happen. It's it's past. He shot his first three in his third year or something like that. And then now he can't make free throws. I can make free throws. I'm not even good at basketball, but I can make free throws. Uh, also, Paul George missed a couple free throws and lost against the Suns, which was Ben sad. Simmons passing on that wide open dunk to pass a Matisse Thibel will be etched in my brain forever about him. I will never not see him play and not think of that moment where he seemed scared. So yeah. That and the whack of Ben stuff. Uh, I think he's just scared to get fouled and shoot free throws is what it came down to. 100%. You think the Bucks are beating Atlanta? Yep. Automatic. They're losing right now, but that's beside the point. Yeah, um, but I mean. It's one game. How about my Suns, though, man? Atlanta was down two. The Suns look real great. This is going to be one of the most interesting finals we've had. Oh, I'm, I'm excited for it. Just I'm... happy to see LeBron not in the finals. Well, I'm excited to see not a chalk team like the Nets or I don't, Honestly, I don't think the, the Clippers Nets are going to win. Honestly, me the most. I'm glad that Giannis pulled it out, but I did not think he was going to be able yeah, to. They were hurt. James Harden was barely out there. And That's true. Kyrie was completely out. So if they'd have been out, it wouldn't have been fun. They would have won and it wouldn't. Whatever. All right, Joe. Close us out. It has been another lovely evening talking to all you possums out there. Yes, you are possums. We are possums. We are all possums. Possums is happening. Fucking deal with it. I hope you take our advice. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, give us a shout out at Offensive Points on Twitter. At Offensive Points on Twitter. At Offensive Points on Twitter. Good night.